So then I dropped some garlic and croutons on there, and the rest is salad history. I made the best salad ever, people. And now I'm making the best app. The Caesar Sportsbook app got live in-game betting, parlays, and Caesar rewards. Caesar salad ain't got nothing on my app. Nothing. You must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat 1-888-532-3500. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app. Your app is ready, Emperor. Yo, yo. I go by the name of Pharrell from the Neptunes. And I just want to let y'all know I'm your push. The world is about to feel something that they never felt before. Come on. Ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard, I sell it with one whip, it's off the hard, I'm the neighborhood pusher, call me subwoofer, cause I pump bass like that jack, on the off the track, I'm heavy cuz, ball to your fathers, you can duck to the Fetty Gloves, sorry my love, but I'm seeing through these eyes, Benz convoys with the wagon on the side, only big boys keep deuces on the ride, Gucci Chuck Taylor with the wagon on the side. Man, I make a buck while scram. I'm trying to show y'all who the fuck I am. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Corpus, Laredo, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people up in Shad City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Rudy J. Yes, sir. So the one and twos. We are broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios, and this first segment is going to be presented by Smoothie King and the Medical Center. Keep in mind, Smoothie King has a variety of different flavors to choose from. Make sure you try their immune builders as well too that is smoothie king in the medical center official sponsor of the sports grind 736-9760 if you know what you want to talk about it's open phone lines feel free to give us a call uh anything that we're discussing on today's show uh if you want an opportunity to weigh in and give your opinion on we just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly um and that's pretty much about it what's up <laughs> I'm in the middle of it. Let's get it. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready to go. What's up, Sam? Not much, fellas. How are we doing today? Doing all right. So, of course, we want to honor our veterans and say thank you for your services. We know we got a lot of veterans and a lot of military people that listen to our show over the course of uh, the years. So, again, want to say uh, thank you for that, um, you know, um, and that you are greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Absolutely. Huge uh, military town. Actually, you know, back in 2003 when Calvin called me and was like, man, you know, I'm tired of working at this nine to five. Uh, we should try radio out. We should try and do radio. We, we'd been doing our own sports talk show since we were seven years old. and But we could do it differently. And we could talk about everything because this is a huge military town and not everybody just wants to hear about the Spurs and the Cowboys. This is the exact conversation in back in 2003. So it's not like in 2020, we said, oh, we ain't going to just talk Cowboys and Spurs. No, this was the conversation before it started. And it was based off the fact of how big, um, big of a military city this was. So, and a lot of those military guys that have been with us since 04, 05, 06, 07 have gone on to be stationed elsewhere, but they continue to listen to us on iHeart. So, you know, the military foundation is a part of the Sports Crime Foundation. So not only do we thank you for y'all's service, but we thank y'all for y'all's continued support, no matter what city or country 
that you happen to reside in. So shout out to the veterans. Well, yeah, of course. Echo that. Now, on the sports side of things today, um, on this hump day, there's a few things to get to. Of course, uh, we've got Masters that is teeing off tomorrow. Uh, top of the hour, uh, like we've done the last few weeks, we'll be joined by James, CEO of Sports, Sharp, Swords, Sharp Side Sports Consulting. Uh, he'll be coming in giving his uh, master's breakdown. He's a guru when it comes to golf. That's his 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 passion. Is he? Oh, yeah, is that he, his passion? He, he, there, he, he lives out there in the land in Augusta area. Oh. So and he's a golf he's a golfer. So that's his deal. Uh, so we'll be getting his take on that. Maybe a little look ahead, a little couple college uh, tidbits there. So we'll get to that at the top of the hour. Uh, again, Masters at tee off tomorrow. Um, also, uh, we talk about, uh, you know, college football uh, continues to uh, deal with, you know, cancellations and, you know, what they're going to do uh, in regards to it really has been focused around the SEC. We talked about it yesterday that Alabama and, uh, you know, LSU games off. And again, the talk that they're having, and they're supposed to meet. And they met yesterday, speaking of the SEC, all teams, all uh, president athletic directors in regards to the date on the SEC championship game and using that date for uh, makeup, uh, possibly. So you're going to hear some more uh, of that kind of come out, um, you know, in regards to the next 24, 48 hours on if they're pushing back the SEC championship game uh, or not. Uh, you um. Know. Now, when 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 the Broncos and Patriots went through this, you were kind of like, "Hey, man, this we should be counting these as forfeits." Now, if I'm again, we can't control. You know, stuff happens to say the least. But at what point do we just consider these forfeits? Well, like, me- like if you're Ohio State, you know, you're Ohio State. The only reason why you're putting your entire team and staff at risk is because you want to play for a national title. And then you you run up against Maryland and they have an outbreak and now you're not playing so that's one less game you have on your list and now you're trying to scramble to figure it out so I'm not I'm not trying to be insensitive but at what point do like like LSU like they for whatever reason it's not their fault it's not their fault stuff happens but LSU can't get theirs under control at what point do you say okay that's a forfeit that's a loss that's a win for Alabama look uh, well let's clarify without being something. insensitive. Let's clarify something. The Patriots and Derrick say the reason why I said that I think it comes down to they might have to look forward for this pros. game. No, they they rescheduled. They canceled that game like three times, two or three weeks. Okay. They they waited three weeks to play that game, and I felt at that time Patriots were trying to wait for you know Cam to get healthy. They were trying to do it. just come down like, hey man, you might have to forfeit that if that's the case. And that was a sentiment with some players around the league because they're like, why are we getting penalized here for some irresponsible acts for some guys that did something in Tennessee? You know, when the Titans were going to that. So that's the thing. On the collegiate level, I just feel like it's got to be, like I say about a lot of other things, it's got to be a case-by-case basis. Um, The committee doesn't need to see Alabama versus LSU this year to see if Alabama's worthy of one of the four spots to beat up on a a less talented LSU team. Um, It's it's, it's just one of the – it's different than the pros in the college, but I think – 
It's working. I think the whole thing with the tracing and, and reschedule, it's working with college. SEC was the one. SEC and Big 12 were the two conferences that were just like, hey, what are y'all talking about? We're playing football. And the SEC, and that's why I think the eyes are on SEC because, granted, the you know, Big 10 had uh, reservations about playing. So did the Pac-12. They were the last ones to get going because of those reasons. SEC is like, hey, we're fine. But now you're seeing like two or three games affected either SEC and they're trying to figure out, okay, how are we doing this? But um, again, I, I just feel that, you know, if they move the SEC championship back game back, that's going to be used for a makeup day in regards to where you would play LSU at Alabama that day. And then maybe, you know, because look at you keep uh, champion Texas A&M. I mean, A&M's got one loss right now, and it's to Alabama. I mean, if you look at their schedule, there's a good chance they're going to end up running the table. Um, and now it's a situation where Jimbo's sitting back, depending on what else goes on, you know, you can look at, hey, well, we got one loss. And then the other team that's got one loss, Florida, that's going to be in the mix. You beat them. Texas A&M beat Florida. So these games that Texas A&M or who gets canceled, who they have to play, is probably going to play a factor, come to some type of light. Um, other than that, I just think it's going to depend on if you got to really play the game or not. That's just the deal. It's, and there's two things that, that that's, insinuates that. It's not just because of the college playoffs and the standings. It's for one, do you need to play it? Do you need the money? To play it, if you is it is it something that you need to make that 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 budget marker to make that or number two, do you need to play it for reasons of that? Hey, we're trying to get in the playoffs, and that's the thing that I think that SEC, Big Ten, are going to have to deal with, um, especially those conferences and possibly Pac-12. Big Twelve is really going to need some help to get into one of these spots, even in the pandemic they need, season. They need about five yeah. teams to lose yeah. another game. Gonna, well, we don't even have home. to discuss Big Twelve in that capacity. Like Big Twelve, let's just see. Let's just see who wins the Big Twelve and what cool bowl game they go to. But as far as the Final Four, there's no need to discuss the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. They're irrelevant right right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, that could change, but right now the Big 12 is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of college, uh, I brought this story up about a couple of weeks ago, but Wichita State um, head coach, uh, they're going to part ways. Um, you know, there's uh, – I know Casey Robb sent me some um, information in regards to what's really going on with that. I haven't had a chance to dive with into what? it yet. But, well, with the with the stepping down Wichita State's head coach. Oh, yeah. But you said something that you feel like he's getting fired well, from whatever. Well, I know. I mean, when you look, it's allegedly punched a player, um, had something not so glaring to say about an, uh, a Native American basketball player. Um, a choking an assistant coach. There's other Look, coaches doing that punching play. Everybody I'm just doing saying that? when you get when you get to 330 wins and 120 losses, that's 450. That's a four, about roughly 450 basketball games that you've coached. When you've coached that many games, that's not like. Um, one-time behavior. That's what you've been. That's who you are for 450 games. And then now, now you're being now now it's become an issue. Like you, like it, he didn't just become this. He didn't he didn't just become this guy. Like he's been there for 450 games. Took them to a final four when he was take. So when he was taking them to final, when he took them to the final four in 2013, he wasn't this guy. I'm just saying, like it just seems like now nowadays we let stuff come out, and when then it's like, oh no, he's got to go. 
but he's been there for forever. It ain't like he just started doing these things. Why not fire him 10 years ago? I mean, why well, not fire him I, I, 15, I 12 years ago? Why not fire him three years ago? Two years ago. Why is this just now an issue after 450 games? Well, evidently he's rubbed. Well, you can say a couple of things. You can say finally it's wore thin. Uh, you know, a lot of this might have been the height that you said when they were making these Cinderella runs and Final Fours and stuff like that. Um, you know, what Casey Robin Metzger is supposedly out and uh, there's a station out in um, Kansas City area that's kind of reporting it. So they've already reached out to uh, Danny Manning. Uh, you know, for, for coming because, you know, he's from alumni, played at mm-hmm. Wichita State, and then, of course, he was the, recently stopped at Wake Forest to coach. Danny Mann is Kansas. He played at Kansas. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm he sorry. played. That's but it's the right. same area. But, but I, feel, I know what you area. meant. Yeah, yeah, I know what you meant. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Rudy. I just feel like it's – I mean, he I'm shouldn't not keep saying it. That, if I'm he's not a saying true, he shouldn't keep his job. No, I'm not saying that punching players is cool. I'm not saying that coaching ch- – coaching – Choking coaches is cool or racist remarks is cool, but I'm saying he's been there for 450 games and we're pulling three incidents to take – we're pulling away three incidents to take his job away. Like, this has been going on. Maybe Why? they finally found the smoking gun. Maybe they finally got yeah. evidence of people stepping up. The only – when you say, well, for other things other coaches do, I disagree with that because the only you other coach – You don't think other coaches are talking crazy to players? Well, no. I think getting the in their fi- faces I, I, and pushing yeah, them? Yeah, but physically, there's only one coach – You don't think been so? Able, there's only one coach that's been able to get away with that, and everybody knew. Who, Bobby and, and that's Knight. Bobby Knight. That's actually been on ESPN that they use as a conic loop, throwing a chair across the thing, and then the whole thing of him coming and choking the player's uh, you know, neck that really did his in Indiana. And the same thing with that, Indiana's boards or whatever, he would bump heads all with him because Bobby Knight had too much power in that state, and you right. get some resentment. So when they get you, and now it's outplayed and looping around for everybody you going to grab, the, I forgot the kid's name, grabbing his neck that's out there. I think with him, it comes to the fact that they finally got the smoking gun and they've got more people to step forward because at the end of the day, you know, they've had, you know, they've had some subpar year. I mean, good till to their standards, but they haven't made any Final Fours of recently, you know, this and that. They switched no. conferences. So I think that that kind of okay. has a little bit to do with it uh, as well, too. You know, but I don't know if he has. Yes, he's got three over 300 wins, but I don't know if he's got that kind of cachet. I mean, look at it. Like I told you, uh, Miller, Arizona, I think he's still employed there and he's on wiretaps by the feds. And he's still I don't think they still have let him go. I don't think that helps my point. Unless I miss something. Listen to the sports crime broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Headline I can't sleep, I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark, visions of bodies being burned. Four walls closing in, getting bigger. All right, back here on the sports grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Way to Grow. Excuse me, Way to Grow is a full-service landscaping company that can handle all your residential or commercial needs. That is Way to Grow, official sponsor of the sports grind. Also, um, that we've got, uh, you know, 
college, uh, speaking of college football, uh, you still got some NFL news kind of going on. Uh, we definitely got, we hadn't had a chance to talk about it, but Mike Tomlin, uh, you know, he's the, by them beating Dallas, he's going to secure his uh, winning record uh, without a 14 years without a losing record. 14 years without a losing record. 14. Yeah. You know, now, I, you know, that. I, who else can say? I mean, even I mean, who else can say that? Off the top of my head, I don't know. I'd have to do that that long. I don't know even if Bill. I don't want to say I something that's incorrect. I, I can't remember Bill having a. But see, this season. is the thing too. Last week or two, when they talked about, uh, you know, when he surpassed his wins because it's it's a win total he surpassed, and then he gets the solidifies and secures another winning season. I think with Mike Tomlin, you know, they it's the folks. Well, he's the when they released it was like, well, he's the first. You know, he comes with a black coach with the with the more consistent, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I think Mike Tomlin, and this is the thing that you know, the Terry Bradshaws of the world, and everybody's always said, you know, the players coach with him. I think Mike Tomlin just wants the respect from his peers as we're being is not the quote unquote, you know, the I don't think first considered black. No, no, I mean, well, no, not really. That. Because uh, I think also he's, he's won it, but he's kind of done it his way because he kind of runs a loose ship compared to some of the other coaches that he's he's looking at trying to equal or kind of chase down, per se, uh, because he's dealt with a lot of uh, off-the-field stuff. But I think also with Mike Tomlin is um, there was definitely a pressure taking on Pittsburgh uh, following Bill Cowher. I remember saying that when he took over because mm-hmm. uh, you're following Chuck Knoll and, and, and then Bill Cowher. But the thing that Mike Tomlin, that's why I feel like even, especially in the NFL, um, coaching coaching and um, coaching and the quarterback in the NFL, coaching really coaching in the NFL and playing quarterback in the NFL, it matters so much exactly who your organization and who you're playing and coaching for. Okay. Because it, the the one thing that I think Mike Tomlin has had a benefit from is because the Roonies do not change often. But Their coaches, the, but, they've had three coaches. But this is the, the thing, th- like, it's not, it's this isn't a, um, like, yo, this is what we do as the Roonies. Um, this isn't a, hey, you know what, this affirmative action, he's black, we keeping him. He legit deserves to have his job. Right. Like when you haven't, had, I'm not saying that's what you were saying, but what I'm saying is, when you've had 14 seasons without a losing record, you deserve a, a like. Oh, you, they went eight and eight. Oh, they went nine and seven. He's been to a Super Bowl at at the time when he won the Super Bowl. He was the youngest coach to win a Super Bowl. So it's not like they've kept him out of charity. Like, oh, we feel bad. We really like no. Mike. He deserves to keep his job. He does, but also it comes down to where they they've kind of stuck with him through some. We, we keep in mind we're talking about Pittsburgh. We're talking about the team with the most trophies, right? But ahead of uh, New One England. Of, oh, that's right. Yeah, Damn, so, I was about to say Dallas. So, is no, New England. New England was Dallas at uh, five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're talking about an organization where Super Bowls are you know eight and eight, not going below five hundred. It's cute and everything. But we're talking about a, a franchise and a fan base that wants Super Bowls. So right. my deal is they have allowed him to go through some some up and down some. 
some you know things to where normally, regardless how good of a coach he was, an, a sense of ownership would not have maybe allowed him to stick around to go through those things. I still think basically one of his best achievements, uh, speaking of Mike Tomlin, over his 14-year career is basically what he did last year. I mean, that to me is what That was person. the most impressive. Uh, I'm going with Mason Rudolph, losing Ben and going with Mason Don't Rudolph. Don't forget the, the all the Antonio Brown crap. They had that to finish. What did they finish? Eight and eight. To finish eight and eight, that's probably – I mean, Super Bowls are Super Bowls, but that's right. one of those that prove that he's he, – he's, I mean, he's a hell of a coach. You know, and that's why the only Great thing point. that I've defended him on was just I just hate that he has that – uh, players coach uh, to him, and I mean it's always the uh, the minority coaches that kind of have that title. Like, well, he's a players coach. You know, he came from the school. He was a mentor. Tony Dungy was his mentor. Uh, you know, coming up, um, he paid his dues. Um, you know, that's kind of that's kind of one of those things. And so, you know, props to him. I mean, again, it's hard to believe that you know the Pittsburgh Steelers of their success. Um, that they've never been undefeated like this at their point. At their point, they've never been to eight. Yeah, 8-0. I wouldn't have thought that until you uh, saw me the other day. That's that's one of those that's crazy compared to what they've uh, what they've accomplished as well too. Seven three six nine seven sixty. All right, so we've got football and things going on, but also as with the uh, CBA and everything agreed to in NBA, we're getting closer to uh, draft day. We're getting close to camps. We're getting close to the season starting, and with that, we've got rumors, uh, trade rumors, and rumors. Uh, heating up, according to Wojo and Brian Winhurst. Uh, what do we got going on in the NBA side? Um, some reports say that you know Westbrook has gone as far as to ask for a trade, and then you have some reports that say that Harden and Westbrook not are they're not asking for trades, but they are asking for Tata, for Tata, Kuna Matata. <laughs> they're asking him, you know, hey, what's you know what's going on now? They do the reports do say that they were. Um, Consulted in Westbrook and Harden on the hire of Silas, and they both signed. Not Silas, good lord. Uh, is it Silas? It is Silas. Okay, yeah, Silas Junior. Like, hey, you know, are you are y'all cool with this? They said yes, but who knows? But you know, they're talking about Westbrook has drawn interest from the Clippers and the Knicks. Um, there's rumors out there that CP3 uh, has shown some interest. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Get running this fall at Dunkin' with $2 medium iced coffees from 2 to 6 p.m. Try any of Dunkin's delicious iced coffee, like their signature original blend. Or treat yourself to mocha, caramel, or the fall favorite, pumpkin. Always freshly brewed, made just the way you like it. Make time for happy hour and enjoy a $2 medium iced coffee from 2 to 6 p.m. Washington, D.C. runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Well, there's been interest from the Suns in CP3, who CP3 um, played for Williams, Monty Williams. He was excited. He played for Monty Williams before, 
And what else was there? I think that was it as far as rumor I, th- I think the thing with Chris Paul is very intriguing. And I think due to the fact, I think another thing that intrigues Chris Paul is the opportunity to play with Devin Booker. And I think Devin Booker, this is all this is about with the Phoenix Suns. Keep in mind, their ownership with the Suns have been, um, been known to be cheap and stingy. And I think Devin Booker has quietly, you know, behind the scenes, especially the way the, the way they ended this season, the way they right. performed the bubble, they know it's coming on for him to stay there and be help, ha- happy. They're going to have to start basically putting some talent around him. And me for them going after Chris Paul, that shows Devin Booker, like we're taking the highest paid guy and taking on his contract to what Chris Paul is basically doing. Yeah, he, uh, but they have the, about $20 million to play no, with because they, they still operating on a right, lot no, of young They guy. said that, that out of out – of, Clippers, out of everybody, Phoenix Suns is the one that that is a smooth, clean transition to acquire Chris Paul. They've got the cap things to do it. They've got everything. They could do it straight up. They could do it for them. But Phoenix is probably in the best situation to take on Chris Paul. Yeah, because you could keep guy and you could keep Booker, and then you bring in a guy like CP3 who can show you, you know, because while they went 8-0 in the bubble, a 72-game season is a little bit different, and then even getting into the playoffs, should they get to the playoffs a little bit different, being able to close teams out when during those close games in the fourth quarter. Bubble's a little bit different. I like what they did in the bubble, but a 72-game regular season is different. You need a veteran guy like a Chris Paul to come in and close out games. And be clear, right now there's only one team in the Western Conference that you can say, hey, those guys are the threat, and that's the Lakers. As much as I love Kawhi, love the Clippers, they have they they haven't proved that they're those guys. Denver took a big step this year. But Phoenix could be right there with everybody except the Lakers. So it's not, to me, it's not like a he's going somewhere where he doesn't have a chance to win because the West outside of the Lakers is wide open. We just saw this year that the young Denver Nuggets were in the Western Conference Finals. So why if couldn't you that, put Chris Paul and he gives that changes that team dramatically? He gives Suns what he gave Oklahoma. Suns is a Suns is a problem to finally definitely get in the playoffs and breaking that. And that's all Devin Bucker's want. He ain't been Absolutely. in the playoffs since he's been there. 736-976. You listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. <laughs> Yo, turn me up in the headphones. Like that. Yeah. All right, back here on the Sports Cry, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Double Days Pizza. Don't forget, um, they've got their newest location here to San Antonio uh, at the Alamo Ranch location. Also, they still have one at Leon Springs. they got a drive-through at that location at Alamo Ranch. That is Double Days Pizza, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 736-9760. All right, so, yeah, that that would be a a, a good addition um, in regards to the, uh, the Suns. Think about Westbrook, though, man, again. Mm-hmm. Three years, uh, about a buck thirty. Three years, about a buck thirty left. So that's like forty something a clip. And then in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, he has a forty six point seven million dollar player option. Now again, I, I y'all know like I love Westbrook. When Westbrook was getting killed, you know, in OKC for not helping out KD, I was like, hey, KD's winning scoring titles. Russ can't be shooting that much. But 
love Russ as a person, love what he does, but I don't know if I can justify paying him forty something million dollars. I can't I can't I love Russ, but I can't justify that because it's like if I'm paying you forty something million, me, if I'm paying you forty something million, like we gotta be we we gotta be in the Western Conference Finals. We gotta be in the Eastern Conference Finals. We gotta be getting the finals. If I'm paying anybody that kind of money, you know what I mean? I've seen guys not I mean, I don't even know if Braun's getting forty something million. You know, you got John Wall forty million. I think you got Chris Paul getting forty million, Russ Westbrook getting forty million. And then a player option of forty six point seven? No. No. I, I love Russ, but I can't justify that. So Again, I've said it three or four times on the show. You, you can move Harden. I think it's easy to move Harden because you feel like, hey, you know, we're going to have a chance to win with James Harden. I don't know if you can say the same with Westbrook. So and then, good uh, luck with them trying to trade him. One, because of the skill set. You're paying 42 $43 million for a guy whose range extends to about 13 feet. And then number two, a player option of 46.7 in 2022-23. Good luck moving that. Unless, like you just said, let, unless it's the Knicks, because the Knicks looking for star power, they don't get the guy they want in the draft. Then hey, you know what? Let's let's go find some star power and rest like they did with Melo. So it's it's one of those that everything I hear about going to James Harden though is it's trying to get down. It's the Philly, right? Trying to get down to to Philly. Or James. Yeah, oh, to the 76ers. Okay. I can see that's that. That's a quarter. That's what Stephen A. keeps okay. pushing that. This is about, you know, there's a path there of James. Get, and I forgot what the connection was with him. Maury. Yeah, I mean, Maury there. But I, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just feel that even when I hear that they're not sure the direction or where the Rockets are going, I mean, to me, that sounds like a cop out. It's just like if you want out, just say you want out. Don't say you don't know what direction you're going. Well, some reports Hell, have it that Russ has asked flat out asked for a trade, but not that no one can confirm that. Well, you know, I, I, I just feel when you say the direction, especially with James, I mean, hell, Daryl Morey, he switched up directions every damn season when he tried to go which way from acquiring certain players that fit, trading off Capella. He, he, I mean, so James has been there not really knowing – what direction they going anyway, except basically where the uh, the local strip clubs at in H-Town. That's Damn. pretty much it. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Sometimes these guys, I just don't like because they try to have it both ways. Like they want to win the PR battle, but they want to call their yes, shots to where they want to go. And do you know, um, I, I was uh, when I was coming in yesterday, I was hearing Jim Gray, which I'm not a big fan of Jim Gray, but he was on um, – he was on uh, Herd, and he was talking about they were going and they were talking about the interviews that he'd done. And he said that, you know, because he did the decision with LeBron. Oh, and, he and, did. And, and Jim Gray said that he says that right there was the Kurt Flood moment in this time in regards Absolutely. to player empowerment you know, and basically going to where players empowerment and the social, the power of social media of them taking control. He said that was the Kurt That's Flood moment. That's why I tried to tell Braun Nation when they cried about Kevin Durant going to Golden State, they cried for four, well, how long was KD there? Three years? Three, four years? Three years. He was there for three years. They cried. LeBron Nation cried for three years. Oh, man, forget him. Forget Your guy started it. Your guy started it. Your guy didn't like what was going on in Cleveland. Didn't feel he could win. And he went teamed up with two All-Stars and won two titles. Nothing to cry about. 
Hmm. LeBron, again, that's a great point by Jim Gray. That is like the Kurt Flimmer. Because ever since then, every guys have been like, you know what? And KG has also been an ambassador pushing this. Because KG, when he finally left to Boston, and his his battle cry after that was like, don't let these teams steal your youth. Don't let these teams steal your youth. Get out of there. Get out of there. Because Kevin lost a lot of quality prime waiting around for Minnesota. And it didn't work out so well. He ended up getting his ring, ended up going to two finals. But who knows what could have happened. Who knows how many rings he ends up with if he forces his way out of Minnesota like Kevin Love did to go team up with LeBron. People forget about that. So, great point, Jim Gray. I've been trying to tell Brown Nation that forever. They swear Mm. that – you know, KD, because he went to the team that beat him and made it different, didn't matter. You left. All these, leaving is leaving. All these uh, NBA rumors, as we get ready for the draft, we get got me uh, hyped. Them, uh, the season to start. Um, you know, and then I'm hearing that the uh, the Detroit Pistons are willing to it? really mortgage their whole future to move up uh, in the draft to try to get their hands on Melo. Really? Oh, no, that's what I'm hearing. Now, I don't, when they say mortgage their future, I mean, who the hell, I mean, who are they could give away? I mean, I guess they're talking about picks. I mean, what what do they have on their roster currently that they could ship out just to acquire plus picks to move up that far? Where are they, dra- where are they at right now in the draft? I have to look. I'm assuming they got to be top 10 or top oh, 5. Oh, yeah, they're top 10. You know, uh, but I was just, I mean, you got Blake Griffin over there, but who wants to take Blake on? Blake ain't, Blake is still a Blake little bit long in the two. What you got, so you, I mean, that's not that big of a leap, but it just depends on what you what you have. Um, yeah, they got Derrick Rose, Blake they got Griff, one young cat over there that I Christian like Wood. I like Christian Wood. I don't know if it's him. Uh, Luke Kenner, Justin Patton, Don Maker, Brandon Knight, Bruce Brown Jr., Tony Snell. Yeah, it's 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 bleak over there. But all these rumors and stuff like that, we haven't, other than last yeah, week, that, surf, I'm ready. that circle, nothing still in our own back, uh, backyard uh, in regards to, um, no. you know, the Spurs. You know, I know uh, Pounding the Rock had an article the other day that I was looking at, and, um, you know, they were talking about the cap space and all that and in regards to even the Spurs' challenges to stay under the cap of the luxury tax. Uh, with, you know, a DeMar opting in. And if you don't remove Lamar, then let me tell you something. That would be that that'll be what a tough be? situation for the for the whole kids and the family. Uh to sit there if you can't if you if you get anywhere close to luxury tax or whatever for this for these team for this no, team. No, they won't be close to, to this luxury year, well tax. they gotta move them. I mean DeMar can opt in. I mean we we ain't got no choice. That's the con- contract this team gave him. We I mean if you can't and I think I, I don't think Lamar is going to be that easy to move. It's going to take a Steve Kerr Golden State hookup uh, hookup deal um, to get Lamarcus Aldridge to really win on that. Other than that, I mean, it's not going to be that easy to move Lamarcus because Lamarcus will scream all he wants to that he wants to go back to Portland, retire Portland. Portland don't necessarily have to tango. Who are they who who are they going to be worthy to give up on their squad in regards to come and return to? Uh, you know, to acquire Lamar, even if that's the case. So my point being is that it, it really spurs offseason and their future really is at a halt right now unless something is done with those two individuals. Mm. 
I, I, I think you should be excited about the draft because they ain't picked at 11. They ain't picked this high in a long, long time, over 20 years. But at the same time, regardless of who they get at 11 or whatever, I think everything's at a standhold until they figure out what these two guys could do. That's too much cap. Because when I said, when I read that, I was like, man, they're they're lingering on the, the luxury They're tax? right there, but they won't get over it. Right uh, now, if, with both of them, they're at a buck 19. I think the luxury tax is like 129, 120-something. They so. shouldn't even be that close. Not with what, not the state of where the Spurs at right now. Yeah. Not just scrapping to I'm try to get the AC. They shouldn't even be that close. That's like drive. That's like you got 30, 40 miles to go, and then that needle's right on the E, and the gas gauge is blinking to say, hey, man, you're low on gas. Why are you even letting it get that way if you're going on a road trip? Why are you even letting it get that close right now? We're not even competing for championship, though, to be that much well, close to the salary cap. For that's yeah. what I'm saying. 736-9760. You listen to the Sports Grind, broadcasting for the Routers Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey with Jay Sam spin the one and twos. Um, another thing before we uh, leave, Beth, because you had a question about, uh, you know, we talked about Westbrook drawing interest from the uh, Knicks and the Clippers, but you asked if can Westbrook really coincide with Kawhi? Yeah, I mean, when you, first of all, I would I would guess there's no way to I know Kawhi's making big money, Paul's making big money, we know Westbrook's making big money, so I'm guessing one of those guys would have to go. It's not going to be Kawhi, so it would probably be PG. PG probably be traded to the Rockets, but I don't know. You think Kawhi want to play with Westbrook? Well, this is the way I that's believe. That's not like playing with Van Fleet. That's not like playing with Tony Parker. That's not like playing with Patrick Beverly. You're you're playing with those three guys that he's played with um, and had success with in Van Fleet and Tony Parker. Let's just keep it there because those were where he won titles. They were looking to get him the ball. And Van Fleet like kind of just took – Van Fleet took the leftovers. He did his thing. Van Fleet and, uh, and Lowry, they took the leftovers. Westbrook looking to go out there and kill. You know what I mean? This is what I will say. It's totally different. This is what I will say. Um, Because they went went with Tyron Lue, right? Yes. Okay. So I will say two things. Number one, it's to the point with Kawhi Leonard. I don't think Steve Ballman, I don't think anything, Lois Frank, I don't think they're doing anything really bringing, when it comes to bringing talent in without consulting the Kawhi and his team first. I don't think so. No, I don't So they, if it gets to that point, then Kawhi might say, now, will it really work? That's two different stories. But I will say back to Tyron Lue, Tyron Lue has the cachet to be able to tell Westbrook, like, hey, this is how we're going to play. If you want to shoot, if you want to come down there and shoot Tyron, mid-range, yeah, you, better live in the, you better live in the gym summer. Tyron Lue and Kawhi ain't going to let Westbrook shoot him out of a game. 
you know, Westbrook, you got to think, Westbrook and James Harden, those are buddy buddies. They came in the league pretty much together. They grew up on the Oklahoma City Thunders, made their mark together, went their separates and came back. They hang out together. They go to baseball, Astros baseball games together. That's where it's kind of tough to have that type of relationship. Like, well, you know, no, Kawhi and Tyron Lue ain't letting Westbrook shoot on. Because first of all, Westbrook coming in there, again, Kawhi's a little bit more dominant figure than Westbrook in regards to accomplishments. You know, um, I definitely think that that lets me know, though, that the Clippers' priority in this offseason is trying to get a true point guard. Patrick Beverly, um, you know, some of their backcourt, I think that's especially if you're going to contend or take over the Lakers, I think the Clippers is the thing that they're missing is a true traditional point guard. And that's kind of what they're trying to do. And that's why I think you hear rumors of maybe being interested in CP3, bringing him back or whatever. Because uh, let me tell you something. You put you give them Chris, Chris Paul Who back, oh. Clipper, because he's rumored they're looking at him too. But is that enough? Like right now, oh. like it's as much as it. I know nobody wants to hear it, but is that enough to beat LA? Oh, that's not you, enough you, to beat the oh, Lakers. No, man. You put you put Chris Paul over there with a motivated team that got embarrassed going out Cal, against the Nuggets. Cal, and you, that's the enough to beat the Lakers. Look, man. I, look, first Are you of being all, serious? first of all, yeah. We, first of all, we don't even know what would have happened in that matchup. Styles may fight. We, we don't know what would happen. Paul George would have folded. Well, that's possibly, but we don't know exactly what would have happened with that matchup, even in the bubble. But if you put Chris Paul on there, that's hungry, that don't have one yet, and you. Put Put him over, and they don't have to break up that team too much. Uh, yeah, I think that's enough. They still got to go out and do it, but hell yeah, that's enough for them to go ahead and, and get that because the Lakers are in the same boat. I mean, I don't know what the deal is with Rajon Rondo if they're going to bring him back or not. But if you take Rajon Rondo over there, who's a true point guard kind of over there? It's so long. I mean, if LeBron's talking about, hey, we're starting up too soon, I'm going to be cherry picking. You can't just rely on LeBron running the show early on, this and that, and going that way. Um, I don't know, Cal. I don't know if that's enough. Chris Paul and Kawhi, just Chris Paul, Kawhi, and your buddy, that ain't enough to beat the Lakers. I don't know, man. I I still don't. To me, the Lakers won the title, but still to me, the dominance of how dominant the Lakers are, I don't know. The question is, again, LeBron, we know LeBron's going to be hungry. We know he's going to. How hungry is the rest of the team going to be to go back and get another? We don't. Anthony Davis has never been in this situation before. You know, um, again, you're talking about playing a, a game in a bubble in a hotel ballroom with no crowd, no, no road crowd, no travel. No, that that's going to be different than this. That's the what I would. That's what I would say. That's my that's my opinion. What I say, because honestly, it's not talked about because we're talking about the possibilities of the Phoenix Suns or whatever. But I think both of those L.A. teams are going to probably kick the tires around on Chris Paul to bring him back home to L.A. I think it would be a mistake for the Lakers. I think their chemistry with Rondo, and keep in mind, Avery Bradley didn't even go to the bubble. I think it would be a mistake for them to mess with that chemistry because Chris Paul, as as great of a point guard as he is, he's not easy to get along with. He's headstrong. He has a lot to say. He's going to tell people about themselves. And they already feel like they 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 formed a real bond in the bubble, whether it be from actually being on the court, social injustice, whatever it is. Like, they just got to run it back. Okay. That's how you feel. 736-9760. You listen to the Sports Grind. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Card Club Studios. We'll be back.
spirit store and tell her make me a grill. Top diamond in the bottom rose gold. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760, broadcasting here from the Rounders Card Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Rudy J. Sam spinning the one and twos. And right about now, it's time to be joined by CEO of Sharpside Sports, James. How are you doing this afternoon, James? What up, Jay? I'm good. Hey, I'm good. I, I usually come on here to talk football with you guys, but no. I admit I am I'm a golf nerd. Yeah, so I think so we've got we've got this little little golf tournament uh, going on starting tomorrow in your neck of the woods called the Masters. You know, I know to say little, right. but it's the Masters exactly. now. James, this is the thing with 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 golf, and you've been on the show and you've preached. We've talked about bankroll management, and we've talked about discipline. And let me tell you. Golf, I know, is one of these things that really that those really take heed about the discipline and bankroll management, because when you go look at a golf uh, board in regards to what you're going to bet on, it's like if you're walking into your restaurant and they give you this menu and you have all this stuff from round. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Take charge of your health with Johns Hopkins Medicine's A Woman's Journey. Join us virtually on Saturday, November 13th between 10 a.m. and 12.15 p.m. to learn about the latest advances in women's health from Johns Hopkins physicians. Attend two seminars from colon cancer in black women to early signs of memory loss. Gather with friends and family and walk away feeling empowered. A Woman's Journey It's health education for all of us. To register or learn more, visit hopkinsmedicine.org slash a woman's journey or call 410-955-8660 matchups to who you're going to, you know, think's going to win the tournament or head-to-head matchups and the odds and everything that they give you so enticing because of the return. Right, how do you right. how, how do you approach that and how do you how do you go about capping in regards to any golf tournament but especially when you're talking about one of the four majors? Right. Well, I mean, it's classic. I know it's cliché, but they always say when you're talking about stock portfolio, you need to diversify your investments. And that's the same exact thing when you're talking about a golf tournament. Um, typically, well, there's two main things, really, when you break it down of what's different than a golf tournament rather than, say, any other sporting event, uh, especially when you're, talking about the future, when you're talking about the futures market. Um, well, one, when you're betting on a golfer to win a golf tournament, you're betting on a single person. You're not betting on an entire team. Um, and then number two, rather than competing against 31 other teams or 29 other teams, you're competing against 166 other contestants, typically for your standard golf tournament. So that's why when you see these odds, they're so inflated because there's so many more uh, golfers and players in the field. Uh, it gives you good value on almost anything that you're going to take. Um, when you look at preseason odds for football or, or, or the NBA, even, you know, it's like three to one, two to one to pick the champion. Um, right now, I think. Deshembo's the favorite, and he's at eight to one. Maybe just dipped it to uh, yeah, it's eight to one. Last to I one. checked, eight to one. 
Right, exactly. I mean, and that is even a good payout there. But if you go down the board, even Tiger Woods, who's the past champion, and I know he's not in form, but he's 35 to 1. So mm-hmm. uh, it just gives you some perspective. You really need to be disciplined and diversify on what golfers are going to invest in for the weekend. Now, this this tournament is usually played in April, and, you know, it's being played in November in the fall. And my question to you, especially uh, since you're the golf guru and this is in the back of your uh, backyard, how do, how is the golf course do you think is going to play any different? I know they're expecting some rain like usual. That's always with Augusta. But in regards to being in the fall and everything, have you heard of what do you think that the golf is a golf course going to play any different, um, you know, in regards to to that? So it's going to be wet this weekend. There's a hurricane coming through the south, so it's going to really dampen those fairways, which is going to make it play longer. Um, But the key to to Augusta, and you're going to hear this a billion times throughout the broadcast and the pregame, is it's a second-shot golf course. So you think about majors, and it, you always think about having to have the ball in the fairway. Well, in the fairway for the non-golf fans, that's where you want to be hitting the ball. <laughs> but the fairways are actually easier to hit at Augusta. So for the tour average, driving accuracy is around 60%. Well, at Augusta, it's 68%, wow. so an 8% increase. Yeah, right. But what makes Augusta so difficult are the, the huge sloping greens and the mowed down areas around the greens that make getting up and down uh, extremely difficult. So you have this little tiny area on the green to where you need to hit it in order to give a player a good look at birdie. Um, so rather than looking at driving statistics, you really need to be looking at approach statistics because that's going to be the players who are going to be at the top of the board come Saturday and Sunday. So you said, so basically what you're telling me is Bryson could hit it a mile but if he ends up on the wrong side of the green, he's still he probably still not going to birdie. He might two three putt a lot of those if he's not on the right. right side of the green. Exactly. I mean, why Tiger was so dominant is Tiger was the best, and he still is the best long iron player in the PGA Tour and in history. I mean, he's one of the he best. He still is. You, you you going on where he still is, James? You believe if that? You, if you look if you look at proximity numbers for from over 150 yards out, so take away wedges. Uh, Tiger Woods is still in the top five when you're talking about proximity mm, to the hole. Okay. So he's always been elite. That's never been his problem. But what I'm getting at is there's a common misconception. People always think that bombers are good at the par five. That's not always the case. If you look at the top five driving distance uh, averages on tour, it goes Bryson Deschambeau, Cameron Champ, Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, and Matthew Wolf. Now, all those guys are great players, and I'm not saying they're not. But if you look at the efficiency of how they play par, par fives, which is measuring how often they score on those par fives, Bryson ranks 16th, Champ is 38th, Rory 37th, Dustin is still respectable at 7th, and Matt Wolf is 25th. So they're not scrubs by any means, but just because they hit the ball along doesn't mean they're automatically going to score on those, those par fives. And scoring on the par fives is essential at Augusta National because those are the four easiest holes, and you essentially need to get birdies on those holes if you want to have a chance of making the weekend and ultimately winning the championship on Sunday. When you you've been doing this a while, uh, James, and the question I have for you because I've you know I've followed golf and paid attention to golf, and I understand the betting side of it, but never took time to figure out systems and how they work on the golf side. But the one thing I do know, what has changed from you um, in being a professional handicapper? Uh, what is what has changed from you in the difference sticking to golf from when? Tiger in his heyday, even in that time, showing up to a golf tournament with a feel of 50, 60, 80 in a major and being pretty much at two to one or it's like Tiger or the field compared to even 
now or recently in the last five or eight years that he hadn't been that dominant to where when you go and we've gone through this stretch of majors, whether it's a first time major champion or you have like good value in a Bryce that's eight to one. How does, has that changed your views of how you cap to compare to when you were trying to do this, you know, when Tiger, well, what it was like, hey, it's either right. the field or Tiger at two to one. Yeah, it actually really was. I mean, at, at some point, I remember I was looking back at the board back uh, when Tiger was was winning everything, and he was legitimately, you know, even money to win a golf tournament, which is just absolutely insane. Looking at boards now, but I think it's better for us. Um, and even in the COVID years, we're not going to have fans out there, so it, the pressure isn't going to be quite as high. And that's why you see the, these first-time major champions kind of breaking through. It's easier for guys to to play these majors without the pressure and the roars of of fans, especially at Augusta. Um, but to answer your question, I, I love betting board now and i think we're in the golden age of golf um and we're gonna have a really good weekend i was looking back at leaderboards and past masters um and the top five i'll just run through it real quick last year tiger woods brooks kepka dustin johnson xander shoffley jason day all mm. huge names all with all with star power mm. 2008 yep 2018 patrick reed ricky fowler jordan spieth john ron bubba watson mm. same thing tons of star power gonna be fun 2017 Sergio, Justin Rose, Charles Swartel, Matt Kuchar, and Paul Casey. So not quite as big, but still big names. Um, so no matter what you're going to get at Augusta, it's always going to be entertaining, always going to be fun. That back nine is so great because the risk reward on essentially every hole uh, after 13 is insane. Um, I always talk about swing holes, and I have, of course, history data for it. Uh, so birdie percentages, which is how often a player is going to birdie those holes. Um, on the back, the two back par fives, so 13, 15, um, have a birdie percentage of close to 40%. So if you don't birdie that hole, you're losing the stroke. But they also have a bogey percentage over 10% and a double or worse percentage over 3%. So those holes you can either really blow up or you can score and put yourself in contention to win on Sunday. Hmm. And we're joined by James from Sharpside Sports. James, so – how do, how does it normally work as far as like I mean of course we I don't want you to give it away we need people to go to the website but because like when I looked at your last few golf tournaments when you've been you you all been pretty hot like a lot of times it's some guys that I've never heard of like I know you're talking about star power so with this particular tournament are you sticking to the stars or are you going based off y'all's analytics so I'll go ahead and tell you we're not going to be betting on any of the top four favorites. So really? Dustin, Dustin Johnson, John Rom. Yeah, and the reason for that is because we do like to try to get value down the board. Um, oh. and, uh, we don't just pick one guy. We're going we're gonna to diversify to to four to five. Um, but you just look about it. And star power, really, too. I mean, we say star power, and there's a bunch of big names. But, for instance, you know, Ricky Fowler is 66 to one to win this golf tournament. I mean, that, that's he's a huge big name. He hasn't been in form. Um, but he still has really high odds. And same with Hideki Matsuyama is another guy and Patrick Reed. And the way I always put it, and I, I explained this to my, to my dad because he's trying to get into it, was asking me about it the other day. All right, so let's, let's take uh, Bryson DeChambeau, for instance. Let's make it easy. So he's 8-1 to one to win the golf tournament. Well, Brooks Kepka is 16-1. to one. So if we run a simulation of the Masters, right, let's just say we run 100 simulations. Are you telling me that Bryson DeChambeau is going to win twice as many times as Brooks Koepka? I don't think so either. I don't and that's think why so. I, I, I can't justify taking a player with those low of odds compared to the, to the uh, elite golfers you're going to get down the board. You have to look at it at what we call expected value. 
So are you getting good value on the number that you're betting um, based on your simulations and what you think is going to happen? And for us, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't think Bryson is going to win this twice as many times as Brooks Kepka is going to win this. And um, I don't know if he can play with this type of expectation. He's the talk of the town. I don't know he how is. he's. I don't know how he's going to pull the trigger, like how he yeah, pulls you know the what? trigger with with all that stuff floating around. Open and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And my thing is, and and I was ta- talking to my brother about this this morning. Isn't it crazy if you turn on ESPN Golf Channel, uh, any type of YouTube breakdown you want to look at? It is all Bryson, Bryson, mm-hmm. Bryson, Bryson. And it's crazy to me that, that, we, that we've completely forgot to talk about Dustin Johnson, who is tearing it up lately, Roy McIlroy, and Brooks Kepka, Patrick Cantlay, who just won, um, and even Tiger Woods. I mean, Tiger gets the press, obviously, because he's Tiger Woods. But it seems to everyone is putting all their chips in the middle and saying, you know, Bryson is going to be breaking golf. He's going to be hitting it 350 yards, having it an easy approach shot to every hole. And we just don't think that's the case. If you look at Bryson's approach numbers, they're not that great compared to, to what his driving numbers are. Obviously, they're going to be at the front of the uh, of the pack. But if you look at his approach, which is strokes gains approach, which means how much do you gain um, when measuring that second shot? And like we said, uh, that second shot is always the most important when you're looking at Augusta. And according to our data since July, he actually ranks 75th. So, it's not a lock that he's going to be, you know, in the final pairing on Sunday, and he's definitely not worth it. That, in our opinion, at eight to one. Hmm. Okay. And what is your what is your take, real quick, before we get you out of here, in regards to the 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 market and the betting market when it comes to golf and whether majors or golf tournament, in regards to market for props betting? I'm, I've never came across too much hmm. of props options and golf. Is that something common or or, or pretty much you know? Um, not as common as much prop betting in regards to golf. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously golf, like you said at the beginning of the show, Calvin, it offers a ton of different options. Mm-hmm. You're like a kid in a candy store looking at it. Um, and I actually tweeted something out, and we had good luck on the show last week, right? Minnesota Vikings was a pretty easy winner. Um, yes. So let's give something out and hope that we can have another easy winner. So we took two players, and right now I tweeted this out yesterday. They had – uh, they're at 66 to one to win uh, the, the Masters. Player one is cut, tied for 12th, second, tied for 10th, and tied for second. Player two was tied for ninth, second, tied for 11th, cut, and tied for 12th. Um, so player one's Justin Rose. Player two is Ricky Fowler, um, and we're taking both those players to finish in the top 20 uh, at almost two to one odds. I think it's at 195 right now, so plus 195. Um, and that, in our opinion, is a great bet and, and worth 1% of bankroll. So usually if you bet one unit, you know, say is $100, we'll just put $25 on this, um, and you'll have some good entertainment on both those guys for the weekend. Hmm. All right, then, James. My man. Well, uh, good insight, good great information, insight. Uh, you know, on the yeah. golf. Because you know, I, I, know, I know it's uh, slower than, than uh, college football, but look, we've got a lot of COVID cases out there, a lot of games being postponed. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Enjoy the Masters. It's the best weekend in golf. We're lucky we still got it. Um, and just take it all in because it's going to be a fun ride. Amen. I agree. I agree. All right, James, man, thanks for the insight and look forward to uh, talk to you on Friday. All right. Talk to you guys then. Appreciate it, James. All right, James. 736-9760. See, yesterday I didn't get a chance to get into it. We'll talk tomorrow when you talk about the uh, 
you know, in regards to what it to your question about what it takes to be a good handicapper. Yeah. See, the golf side of it, in the way he breaks it down, is that shows. Is that the music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let me. Go. I'll add to that before we move on to some other stuff we got to talk about. Like, when you listen to the sports grind, seven three six nine seven sixty. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by Texas Chair Liquor. It has three locations now serving the far west side of San Antonio, Bear County. Texas Chair Liquor is conveniently located at 604 Petrenko at 211, and their newest location is now open at 90 in Montgomery Road outside Lucky Ranch. If you like them on Facebook, you can stay up to date on special tastings. That's Texas Chair Liquor, official sponsor of the Sports Club. Um, yeah, th- that's uh, of the last segment with James. That's kind of what, um, which we'll, I'll go into it sometime in regards to the handicapping or what it takes. Maybe we'll touch on that tomorrow. But that breakdown, and I'm glad the timing of it was, since we've had him on talking college football and stuff, and the timing on it fell in the Masters because – even as thorough as that breakdown was and what he's looked for, I that's still what, couldn't do it. But see, that's what separates the the professional handicappers from the weekend hackers and the warriors because you that's what it takes to where people are trying to do handicapping and, and edge, and that's what it takes in regards to do it for a living. I mean, that's the reason why. I mean, these guys are thorough. Like, I, you know, even when I first met James, talking with him in 10 or 15 minutes, I mean, I've been around and talked to enough people to know that I can know when I'm talking to somebody that really knows what they're doing or professional or not because there's certain things you look for. But that's why you got to go to the sharpsidesports.com. If you want to stuff the holiday turkey with cash, go ahead and do it. I'm serious because this is, I mean, this is, it's, it's that, that's what it's about. I mean, because just nah, because of the golf, because when we talk football in college, Everybody and their moms had action on a game here and there. And you think, well, you know, that team sucks. Like that team could be touchdown. But like, the same trust me, it ain't the, like the that. same energy goes into breaking down or capping uh, what most people look at in a in a football game and the lines instead of the teams, more of what you're saying in golf. Golf is just I've known one person that basically I know that um dabbles in uh betting a lot on golf and, and and like i said i know what it looks like but it's 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 tough because at the end of the day you have so much value that you're going to get returned especially if you're looking for tournament matchups and round by round matchups and the edge of it is can you find the edge and and that's what you look for more sports that's why if you go to a casino the sucker thing in casinos are slot machines yeah, because slot machines. And th- that's why if you look at every major thing of casinos, whether they're table games, if you look at poker, you look at they rank them to where it's always supposed to be the house that has the most advantage. But how can you take away that percentage from the house? Slots and roulette is probably one of the worst ones, especially slots because it's computerized and that poker is skill. You get an advantage of that. And that's where it comes down into sport betting. It's more of a kind of a skill to get that advantage of because it's going to flow. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's that. But a slow turtle wins the race. And that's what it comes down to if you're really into it and doing it. But uh, that was a good breakdown uh, with golf. But I was interested to see how yes. that difference from like you a know, Tiger. The membership, whether it be, you know, through you, through Shortside, it's a small price to pay for 
what you actually have the opportunity and it's just to come st- away with. And it's the sticking with it because you're going to have some, I mean, even the best of them, you're going to have some weeks where, you know, you're, you're 0 for a 1 win or whatever. But the thing is, the guys that do it professionally, you're going to have more of winning weekends and winning things to do it that way to even it out. If you just I, we ain't telling you to gamble. No. I mean, but, but we are you, telling if you, you if should, you are. If you want to. If you are. Then you need to go through that. The sharp side and do it right. If you're really serious right. about, uh, you know, stuffing the turkey with cash. Uh, Don't listen to your homeboy because your homeboy only tell you when he win. No. Your homeboy ain't tell you that he might be in the hole for the year. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I hit three weeks in a row, but what happened earlier in the year? Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. 736-9760. All right, so um, sticking back, going to uh, back to the uh, NFL, because there's another thing I want to touch on, but what, what are you talking about? Uh, Bill Belichick, he's been more candid of lately, and he was talking yeah, about man, uh, he, after the Jets. What did he you was say? on the Wii, and he was saying, hey, you know what? Me walking away from the Jets was the best thing I ever did. And I was like, damn. I remember, what was that? When did they play? Did they play Monday? Monday Night Football, yo. Yeah, Monday on the show, you said, like, this is a different type of hate he has for this team. Yeah, I knew he's And, I mean, Bill isn't, like, the type of guy to really give you anything, especially in the middle of a season when they're competing and they're losing and they're still trying to fight for a spot. So for the Bill to be this open and this candid, it's a real hatred he has for the Jets. He said, one, he's thankful most thankful that he walked away from that because it was just a bad situation. He wanted number two that Robert Kraft gave him an opportunity to go to the Patriots right after that. Yeah, I mean, I'm but I no, never really hear Bill open up like. No, I don't that. think he's never said that publicly. I mean, if you if um, if you follow the NFL thoroughly, there's been you know stories and stuff that are going back to that time because I remember that. But there's definitely there's been a disdain for the Jets. There's a his love of fest. Is the Giants? That's why I thought if he ever was going to leave New England, um, the Giants would be the organization, the team that would be hard for him to refuse uh, if they ever offered him the kitchen sink to come and rebuild the Giants. Um, you know, but the Jets have been one of those that share a building with the Giants. Have been one of those franchises that he automatically has disdain for and doesn't like. Um, but yeah, that um, was all. Okay, okay. Now, what is this other story? You said pay attention to a story. Was it Amy Pulisic, you said? Who was that? What are you talking about? Which uh, one are you talking about let now? Let me see here. You said that Amy Oh, the Houston Amy. Texans, yeah. VP of Communications. Well, look, they let her go. She was the Texans' vice president of communications. And the reason behind it, they just said that she no longer was a cultural fit. Um... Whenever you, whenever you know, whenever you have a female in a, in a high-ranking position like that, and you throw around words like she was no longer a cultural fit. Now, keep in mind, you know, Bill O'Brien's gone. They made swooping changes in in Houston. J.J. Watt could be next. But whenever you have a a uh, minority, because women are minority in that in this field as well, as far as having uh, vice president type jobs in NFL organizations. You, it's a slippery slope, whether whether it's legit or not. That's why I say keep an eye on it because she's a female, and then you throwing around stuff like cultural fit. Like, what does that even hmm. mean? What does that even mean? So, just keep your eye on that story. Again, I don't even know what really a VP of communications does. So they say that she wasn't a culturally fit. She wasn't a cultural fit any longer. Just keep your eye on that. Just remember, we told you keep your eye. On. I don't know what that means. Don't know what she did. 
But I know when you have a minority and you say stuff like that, it's a slippery slope. And this is what the Houston Texans. In 2020, in 2020, you got to watch everything you say and do. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's true. That's true. Um, Houston is just that franchise. They're just uh, they need to, they need to get this higher right. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. What, well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. They've, they've got, this is a big hire for that franchise. They've got to get the GM and they've got to get the head coach right this time. Um, you know, they, they haven't really, you know, of course, we know the story. I mean, the Oilers became the Titans and then they, you know, relaunched the Texans. But since the birth of the Texans in Houston, not talking about the Oilers. Man, right. You can throw the Oilers in this take too, but the Texans – uh, they haven't really accomplished too much in regards to write home about. And I think when you have a talent in Deshaun Watson and he's solely going to be the face, because I told you everything I'm hearing, uh, you know, and I know Texas fans might not want to hear it, but J.J. Watt's probably not going to retire in a Texas uniform. Right. Because uh, I don't think J.J. Watt is wanting to uh, spend his last few years in a overhaul rebuild. Uh, but I just feel that with the Texans – you know, they've, it's very important that they're going to have to get this hire right and they're going to have to get the GM uh, situation right as well. 736-9760. Um, back to the uh, the Masters front real quick, because you had this Whoa. yesterday. I didn't ask about it. Uh, but what was you said? Um, Kepka already always got the red ass. What did he do now? Uh, no, I, mean, I we, we talked about it a little bit. He was uh-huh. just saying that because they uh, – the thing about it is whoever is the talk of the town, other golfers have to answer questions about him. Okay. And remember when Tiger was the talk of the town, I, it would even annoy me to, for the media for the media to sit there and ask every golfer about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, Tiger to Tiger that. So Bryson DeChambeau um, is the talk of the town. And they asked Kepka about it. And Kepka's like, look, man, like y'all want to keep talking about driver this, driver that. He's still got to hit it fairways. He still got to, yeah, he still got to hit fairways. His misses could be wider. Like, he could do all the talking about this driver all he wants, but he still got to hit fairways. He said, you know, he put the 48-inch driver in there. Hey, good for him. You know, at the end, he kind of tried to clean it up, but 
He definitely had the red ass one. Was asked about uh, Bryson's driving abilities. Well, um, but Kepka, he ain't he ain't really trying to be anybody's friend, so that's not shocking to me. Well, I, and I don't have any problem. I mean, back when you bring that up, yeah, I do remember you used to have a problem with, uh, you know, they're having to answer questions about Tiger Woods, but I never really had a problem with that because all of them were eating better because of him and no one was doing anything to stop it. You right. know, um, that's why, you know, with Bright, with Kepka, I don't have a problem with uh, him kind of getting like that because Kepka's kind of one he's accomplished too, but maybe it becomes <laughs> – you know, especially since, you know, you and James have brought it up, I have to really pay attention to how much Bryce is really in rotation because maybe right. it's getting to guys, you know, like Kepka as well, too. Listen to the Sports Grind. We'll be back. Sports Grind, 736-9760. Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment is going to be presented by First Serve Tennis. First Serve Tennis has been serving the San Antonio area for over 25 years. Uh, they offer all the name brands and apparels and rackets. They also offer same-day professional racket restringing and repair. You can shop with them online or go in person. That is First Serve Tennis, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Seven three six nine seven sixty. Speaking of uh, speaking of the Masters, What's you know, up? I saw it, and um, I'm gonna get Sam to get that bite. Which you one? know, it, it, the thing of it is, it came across the radar yesterday because it came, of course, of course, Tiger Woods uh, Masters dinner. What he chose. Um, I gotta hear that fuzzy Sam. I mean, because to me, you know. Because he changed it up. Because I think Tigers was fajita, uh, fajita tacos, yeah, it's fajita sushi. and sushi. Yeah, it's fajitas and sushi. He got. You know, what yeah. I want you to do. We should do this. I saw. We, I'll put to, for tomorrow. Put together your master's meal. Let's put together a master's meal, Sam, Cal. That's good. Put girl. together at, what? So what do we do? Um, appetizer, entree, and dessert. And dessert. Yeah. Let's put together a master's meal. Everybody bring your master's meal tomorrow. Appetizer, entree, dessert. Well, they'd be glad I didn't chose golf and never win the match because they would have had something basic. But I was thinking it got me going, and every time, especially since it is Fuzzy's deal, um, I was shocked when I heard it when he said it. But after time, it became it, – because it was you – know, I was like, wow, that's funny because he just said it. But the, the reason why I'm bringing this up because I'm thinking like, you know what, because I remember – the spawn the pressure of the sponsors and everything dropping out. But I'm thinking like if he says that in twenty twenty, does he lose the spot the in this climate, does he lose the sponsors oh at the God. rate that he does? I oh don't know if you God. can automatically say say yeah, the, got, the, the way <laughs> let me the, hear say. Let me hear quite well. Pretty impressive. Uh, little boy's uh driving it well, he's putting well, he's, he's doing everything it takes to win. So you know what you guys do when he gets in here? Pat him on the back, say congratulations, enjoy it, and tell him not to serve fried chicken next year. Got it. Right. <laughs> or collard. And then he turned around and yeah, said, or yeah. collard greens the, or whatever the, the hell they the, eat. The, the way faith. I think the little boy was what set it off at the beginning. Did he say the little boy's playing well? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, they say pat him on the back. But Fuzzy's probably career went to the thing. But my whole deal is like, man, I wonder what that climate is. I think it'd be worse today. It'd be much worse. In the day of spin and everything in the day in social media, the day we've been 20, you think so? It'd be much worse. For a golfer. For And keep in mind, golfers are independent contractors. So this isn't He'd like He'd be forced a, to because social media would overpower. Oh, social media would be tweeting his sponsors at such a high rate. I got that last clip you were talking about. Yeah, because yeah, right. like, he was walking That's off. A, Go ahead, Sam. Got it. Or collard greens or whatever the hell they Dog. He said fried chicken and collard greens or whatever the hell they eat. And then the people, because I know people are driving around like, what are you laughing at? It's nothing funny about that. <laughs> The, re- the reason why it's because it's like, wow, like just the fact that like his mind, like that's something that you think and then you just say out and it's like, damn, did I really say that? Bro. Um, and the thing, the reason why it wasn't as bad is because Tiger didn't, you know, Tiger being Tiger, he didn't, he didn't like dwell on it. Tiger didn't dwell on if it. If I can, if I remember, I think Fuzzy had those shades on the ones. Yeah. <laughs> the thing. Like, wow. He says, tell him not to serve fried Because a lot of that had to do, Nike was just fresh out cutting that 90 million uh, to Tiger before, oh, before he, the 780. No, <laughs> you got to really think about that, dog. And this is around a group of reporters. He said, tell him, you got to really think, like, really think about that. Like, really think of where your mind is at to say that, dog. What's up, Sam? It just so happens to be Fuzzy's birthday today. No, wow. it is not. I swear. I didn't even know I that. The caller just told me. Raul just told me. It's, wow. It's Fuzzy's. Well, I didn't even know that. Happy birthday, I, I Fuzzy. I didn't know that. If Tiger was really a G, he would have showed up on that. He would have brought a box of chicken when he won the next one. But he wasn't yeah. built. Like, he ain't built like that. But, yeah. like, you got to think about, like, where you where you at mentally. Like, you was salty. Cause you gotta think how long Fuzzy been on the tour, even by that time. So I mean, he said, was, "I see. I didn't even catch the, all these years. I'm just. I didn't even catch the little boy." I think that was the one that was without a doubt. Cause I think maybe he could have spun it, and it could have been. But when you start with, "Hey, will you pat the little boy on the back?" Cause keep in mind, locker room, locker room stuff. It like you gonna like. I mean, if you've been in a locker room in a uh, multicultural locker room. You've heard all. You've heard white jokes. You've heard black jokes. You've heard Hispanic jokes, Asian jokes, like in the locker room. Right. You yeah, know I what agree. I mean? Like in the locker room, you hear all that stuff. So maybe you're right, Cal. Maybe if it's like just those guys in the uh, whatever it's called. Oh, you're talking about the locker room? Yeah, he says that. Everybody in Butler cabin. Yeah, they just. It's totally different. I mean, probably it's one of the. I know not everybody's gonna understand that, but it's totally different in a multicultural locker room. Like how many? How many crazy off-color jokes have you heard in the locker room, Sam? Cal, we, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Cal, we yeah. we played soccer. Okay, yeah. it was only about five of us on the yeah. soccer team. We heard some crazy stuff, um, and and you know, you give it back, but Sam, to say these- it to say it out loud to the entire world. It changes it. Hey Sam, we we're uh, <laughs> I think it was I think it was probably my sophomore year. It was our sophomore, sophomore year, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> We were in a film session in no, soccer. No, we are in study hall. Was it study hall? It was hall? study oh, hall. Oh, okay, study hall <laughs> and soccer. You know the Kansas City Royals baseball hat with yes. the KC? Well, somebody took Rudy's hat in the, in the soccer thing. They passed around. They had some tape, and they put the F right in the middle of KC, the, <laughs> the Royals hat. God. That, I don't know why I took off. my hat the off, chicken. but – 
Yeah, somebody got a hold of it, dropped that F in the middle. And then I remember, I don't know if it was, I think it was Todd. Somebody put their hand on Todd's head. Because Todd used to put a lot of juices and berry in his head. And they just went, <laughs> they just went and put a handprint on the on the chalkboard. <laughs> I, like, I, don't, I forgot about that. But no, I was just saying, like, so locker room, if in Butler's cabin he says this, everybody has a good laugh, Tiger has a good laugh. When you say it to the entire world, it changes it. And, again, I didn't even catch the little boy. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. And remember, in my lifetime, um, and that's right about the time that I started paying attention to golf, but I think from that or whatever, that was probably golf's, you know, other than segregation and the first, uh, you know, African-American playing to Masters, I think from a negative standpoint, the racial, this was the first one in my lifetime that kind of leaked over. This was world news. Like this made this. Yeah, this just didn't make. When I say world news, I mean this was like CNN ABC Nightly News. This was not just ESPN at the time no, covering uh-uh. this. This was one of those because you had Tiger as a figure and he was the minority, you know, in there and he was this phenom and he was a guy that was supposed to be, you know, one made, you know, at Stanford, a 3 4 junior national championship. So this is one of the ones that kind of got it going to be like, hey, fuzzy. And it was one of those that I don't know how many people ran to really Fuzzy's defense. But like I said, he was, and it wasn't like Fuzzy, this was in his prime. He was like damn near about to go to senior tour. Like he was already, you know, he was probably already there. This was kind of like on his way out of the tour. He just, se. but he stopped dead center and just that turned around. That echo in the back, that like faded in the back. Greens. Or whatever the hell else. I don't started. even like greens. You don't like greens? I don't like greens. Yeah, my mom, right. if they're my done, mom if they're seasoned right. Yeah, my mom supposedly makes some mean greens. Everybody loves my mom's greens, but I don't mess with no greens. Sam looking at me like, man, I'm from South yeah, Oak Cliff. Like, Let me get a- just, I mean, <laughs> man. Yo, I'm they like, had a rapper pass. Did you see that? Who was, was that? It, is it Mo? Is it by, by Boozy's man? The guy that was in that interview with Boozy just recently with Mike Tyson, where Mike Tyson checked him. They just killed him in broad daylight in the highway in Dallas. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Mo, they, they call him Mo. M O E. Yeah, Mo. Wow. He gone. A talented dude, man. Wow. They yeah. just killed him in broad daylight. Seven three six nine seven sixty. Um. Okay, that's the music. All right, listen to the sports crowd. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Don't forget to go check out their newest facility, 13,000 square feet, restaurant, full bar. Uh, still got the biggest cash games in town as well. And this last segment of the day is going to be presented by Tiger Sanitation. Don't forget Tiger Sanitation. If you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Great company to work for. A lot of stuff they do positive in the community and the surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the sports crime. Um, breaking news. You want to break it to him? Shocking. Mark Stein and Clone to Sam. Mark Stein's reporting that Tim Duncan. We well, just tweeted is, it. The Spurs. Uh-huh. Tim Duncan is stepping away from full time coaching after spending last season on the bench on Greg Popovich's staff at NYT Sports has learned. Translation. I'm done with my comfort duties for Pop for a season. I'm going back. But yet and still, Becky couldn't take over the coaches, the head coaching thing. 
in regards to, uh, you know, when Pop would get ejected and all that because it was Tim because he was so inspired to be head coach. What's wrong, Calvin? Look, because I just I like sitting there and telling y'all when I told you so in regards to that was the most out left field thing ever. We've heard things like, for example, um, Rajon Rondo never would have known it, but last, this pass to the bubble, the finals, he's made, he's on the dot, he's on uh, the record saying that yes, I would like love to be a coach, head coach one day. Of course, he's a point guard. There was point no rumblings or no in, in, in indication that Tim was ever thinking or wanting to be about a coach. This was a favor to um, to Papa to Papa Popovich. Yeah, this was a favor to him. The guy that said, "Hey, if it was, it was God and Tim, if I had to have my last meal with, this is what that was about." So again, I, Tim will probably continue to concentrate on doing his things, his shop. You know, Tim does a lot of philanthropy work too. Um, and him and Ma, him and Manu been logging a lot of miles on the bikes, like they right. both in great shape still. I think the other mm. day they both they did it together. Like Manu posted it like a thirty mile ride together. Um, so they've been logging a lot of time, but just enjoying this time. Just enjoying retirement, man. Yeah, like you don't want to be like coaching and flying, and who wants to do all that? I told you, man, from the get-go. I told you that this was all about a comfort move for him. It was no intentions of him really being a coach. There were some people trying, well, hey, you don't know that. Well, yeah, he might be. No, man, no. No. So you get you said, continue to enjoy uh, retirement. Just do his taekwondo, jujitsu, whatever it is, taekwondo. And he probably picked up the phone and said, Pop, look, man, I've told Lamarcus everything I can tell him. He just ain't getting it. <laughs> we done worked on post move. We done done everything. You know he just ain't, it ain't translation. That's out you know, of line. I, I've stayed after class. I've called his mom. I've talked to him. I've tried to teach him, and it's just not working. So I'm going to ride in the sunset. Hey, man, I can't um, give this to Don. I can't give this to us. Greg, Joe, Taylor, Duel, Mark gets, you talking Mark about Stein this, gets huh? this. Damn. All the, all, all the love everybody down here shows the Spurs, we – we finding out from New York. We finding out all the way from New York that Tim's stepping away. Like nobody down here can get that. Hey, you know it's crazy you say that because I know me. that we've been on this whole whoever kick, whoever the whoever the whoever the the leak is. Damn, leak something through SA for once. Let me tell you something. We're not the only ones that kind of go through that. Well, in a way, and they but they put pressure to do it. My man Mike Cliss, the Denver Post. Okay, anything that comes out. Whether you know Von Miller, the, when we had the the Von Miller deal, the uh, the COVID thing, he always he's the one that's connected, and ESPN and Fox they always run with it. And who gets the credit? Adam Schefter. Adam used to cover the Denver Post, and Mike Kliss has even said, even on, I've seen him on the record, like yeah, the guy in Denver told that. They always give it to Adam, which Adam still has his connections, but it kind of goes along with what you said. Mike Kliss breaks a lot of stuff nationally, and they just now started putting his name <laughs> on certain stuff. Like it's Mike so it Kliss, happens, man. It, that it guy's happens. connected anything. So Adam Schefter's the one that's kind of gotten the credit, which Adam was, like I said, before Ooh. ESPN, for Adam was with the Denver Post covering Denver, but that's that's kind of has always been on that case. They've had a mole for about three years now. So there's a mole down there. There's a mole down there in um, East Houston, but whoever their mole is, he'll never give it. He'll never give anything to San Antonio. He always gives it to somebody. He always get to Jackie McMullen, Jalen Rose, Mark Stein, 
Damn, man. Let the San Antonio media eat too, man. Mole, but the question is snitch. this, but let me ask you something. The question is, does the local media that covers the Spurs, do they go out the way to get those relationships? Well, to there's get that no relationship to be had right now. We all in quarantine. We all locked down. Well, this has been an issue you and Slami have been talking yeah, about forever. I'm just talking about do they go out of their way to have so. those, I think those, there's those guys, relationships? There's, there's guys that do for sure. I think so. But it's tough to it's tough to build those relationships. Like, you know, it's a you gotta have um you need a rope. You need a rope to climb that wall that's built between the media and Spurs players. See, I get what there's you're a, saying, but part there's of a, me, there's a huge wall that you got to climb. You can't just you don't just get to walk up on. Them I boys. agree, I Trust agree with me. that, but I think I think some of it has to do with some of these guys. They're basically content and comfortable with their 15 minutes a night. They got to do the newscast, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I mean, yeah, these, you get you learn to get comfortable with it because you know there's no penetrating it. I mean, look at Jabari Young. I mean, he was out here for a little bit, but he tried to. I mean, there were some things that he got or he was able to get because he because he was trying to step on and get on up out of here. A lot of these guys just sit here. That's like, hey, let me do the news, this and that. Friday night lights, do some play by play. Like I was, I was buying fudge round cookies, man, in line, and some of these guys were still on at ten thirty. Used to watch them still right before who's the boss. Same thing. 2020, they still so. I, I, in my opinion, there's some to that, but in my opinion, I don't know if a lot of them are inspired to get that information from that to get now and say, "Well, damn, he's connected with the Spurs. Let's bring him in there." Like, no, Friday Night Lights, the Spurs hear this and that, and every once in a while, a Spurs fact in history. But it is what it is. Yeah. Somebody's got it. Somebody's because it used to not always be like that. That Mark Stein or people like that, like you said, that could get no, that. No, it's been about three, four years since they had there. Somebody down there is a mole. Hmm. I don't know who it is. We've been infiltrated. We've got, uh, you know, we're in that category where there's college football Tuesday through uh, Saturday now. Uh, nothing really to write home about tonight in some of the matchups uh, that I'm looking is it here. Action. Yeah, we're going to have continue to go and have match and Mac action, but nothing really home, even though we've got three games on the docket uh, tonight okay. to get to. But tomorrow we'll be breaking down. We've got NFL Week 11 kicking off. Week 10, I'm sorry, kicking off in the NFL. But anyway, that's a wrap for today. Special thanks to producers of the show, Rudy J, myself, yes, Calvin, Sam, spin the one and twos. San Antonio, Corpus, Rado, Austin, Del Rio, people of Tyler, people of the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you to stews button before you were out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See you tomorrow. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. 
Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more.